What do legs, skin, puzzles, and food all have in common? They're all part of this episode of Friends Fit 40s. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. So welcome to the end of the school year, Laura. Yes, Stephanie, I remember recording an episode during this time last year and thinking how exhausting May is and telling our listeners, because not everybody's a teacher, right? And here we are again, and it's May, and I'm already exhausted, and we're just at the first week of May. I know. We haven't even done all the weeks yet. We were getting kind of punchy, laughy in the media center today, and uh, the other adult in that space, and I realized that we had lost a chair in our media center, (laughs) and so we created a wanted ad that had a lost chair with a reward being a scratch and sniff bookmark. And and send it out to the entire staff. Okay, so we'll have to tune in next week to let you know if we find the chair. Right. Right, yeah. We could probably post the wanted ad that I made in Canva (laughs) on our Instagram so you can see it too. It is very cute. We thought it was hilarious. However, nobody else that we sent it to thought it was funny. Probably because they're tired. Right? (laughs) Probably because they're tired. They just can't think about the funny because they're just purely exhausted. So we are in this reflective mode, right? I think springtime can bring about those times of like the weather is breezy and the temperature is just right for just that perfect moment of contemplation. Now you say breezy, except for when it's windy and it's about ready to blow you down the hill. Right. Yeah. So it's breezy or really windy. I was just trying to set up a (laughs) contemplative scene. (laughs) Okay. You were bringing us all back to reality. Sorry. It's <laughs> <That is> okay. <laughs> so on those hypothetical breezy days when it's 70 and the sun is streaming in between the clouds with the rainbow in the distance and you want to reflect a little bit, what have you learned to love most about yourself? Well, Stephanie, funny you should ask because the other day as I was getting dressed, And I mean, I try not to nitpick about my body because I'm a mom and I've had all kinds of surgeries with all my women parts. Right. And um, but I also work out and I and I try to eat well. And, you know, my legs have never specifically my thighs. They've never been small. Like even when I've been small to me. In my perspective and the lenses that I wear, they're not small. Like even when I was like 14 years old, like I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, man, you know, my 
legs are large. And as I've gotten older and realized how hard I work, the miles that I run, I've grown to appreciate my legs. They still maybe aren't slim. I wouldn't say my legs are slim because they're muscular. Okay. We'll and, take muscular. Right? And and they are strong. And those strong legs allow me to do the things I want to do. So I have to reflect and think, you know what? They may not be small and slim, but they're, I'm not going to say large because I don't necessarily like that word, but they're strong and muscular, and they allow me to run two miles. They allow me to run five. They allow me to run 13. They allow me to run up hills and do speed workouts and do lifting. And so I have to say thank you to them instead of nitpick about them. And I think that's something I've learned to do as I age. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. And someday those legs are going to take you up the side of a mountain. They are. They are. Right. And. Who knows? Maybe a marathon. I'm not. I'm not saying that right now. Like oh, committing to it. But I'm just saying there's a possibility. Have, you just dropped that bomb right there. <laughs> Y'all heard it. So right. how about you, Stephanie? Do you have a part of your body that you've had to learn to love and reflect on, and to realize that it might do something for you that you didn't realize? I do. And I've I've thought about this a lot because we started this conversation with each other uh, throughout this week. And and I've I've been pretty critical of myself. Um, I've had histories of time where I was quite critical of, of what I looked like. And I think that that's a hard place for anybody to be in. One of the wonderful things about being 40 is that I feel like I care a lot less about that now Yes, than I did when I was much younger. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, there are other things in life that are more important than thinking about negative spots mm-hmm. on my body, right? I, too, have legs that I wish were longer and thinner and leaner and all of those things. Uh, but when I was... In the third grade, this is one of those moments that is seared in my mind. I went to a hardware store and ran into our neighbor down the street. And the neighbor came up to me and said, don't you let anybody tell you that those freckles are something that you wouldn't want because they're really cute. And I... Never knew that freckles were something that people wouldn't want. And so that was the first time that I thought people don't want these. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and so you can't take them back. Nope. You can't. I mean, if I covered them up, it would just look awful. Right. You'd have so much makeup cake. Yeah. So I have freckles all over my skin. And I would say that for the longest time, that was probably something that I was not proud of after that comment. And I I learned to love it, maybe just because I learned to love myself. Mm. Well, and the relationship with yourself was a positive one. 
I think oftentimes when there's something about our bodies, and, and I think oftentimes it's something that a lot of us do when we're younger, just because we don't have the wisdom and the experience, but that you have a negative relationship with your own body. Like it, it's it's weird. Like it's not a relationship with a person, but it's a relationship with your own body and knowing that it's not, that your self-worth isn't just about how your body looks or the freckles you do or do not have, but rather what your body can do. Yeah. Um, and how your brain thinks and honestly yes. how kind you can be. And that's the, to me, that's the crux of the whole thing. As I think about the people that I find to be beautiful, those are the people that are kind souls and that genuinely think about others that are inquisitive towards the lives of other people. You know, they care, they ask questions, they remember. To me, that's beautiful. One of the downsides of training for a half marathon is that on the backside of it, you can't eat as much <laughs> as you did going into it. Right? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> With, at, when we went to Disney and we ran that half marathon, we were kind of to the point where we could, we were running, you know, 10, 11, 12 miles plus four to five miles throughout the week. And so the calories didn't matter as much. Right, because you're burning a lot. Right. And then we got done with it. And then we um, kind of took some time off. And for me, I gained weight after I got done with the half marathon. So this is a learning point for me. We're working on the next half marathon that we're going to be doing here shortly. And as we amp up the miles, and then when we decrease those miles, I have to remember that I can't eat Beaches and cream ice cream all the time. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and it's about what fueling your body for the workout, right? So if you're not putting in a 10-mile run, you don't need to fuel for that 10-mile run. And so that's something to kind of, this, this that mindset change and data collection that you're taking to make it all work because you're not going to be training for a marathon or a half marathon all the time. That's right. not good for your body. It's too stressful. Yeah. So it's too uh, stressful for my body anyway. Yes. So I think that's just like, you know, it's those phases of training, phases of life, phases of workouts, and that you have to be aware of, I mean, af- aware of the energy that you need to perform whatever your day is. So one of the things that we have been working on this week, Laura and I, and we both came to it kind of independently and then talked about it together, of course, while we were on our run, was that shoring up our nutrition is something that we are working on in our daily lives. The very first thing that both of us looked at was MyFitnessPal. We've talked about this app before. We love the app. I'm sure there are other apps that you all look at. The thing that I love about MyFitnessPal is that it's free mm-hmm. and it gives me all of the macronutrient information that I feel like I need in order to make really good decisions about what I'm eating. Agreed. Yes. I like the ease of it. It's pretty convenient. And I think even the new update here recently 
that once I started using it again this week is seems to be even easier. Like as just as far as like clicking, like things will just kind of pop up. Things that you eat frequently will pop up um, and makes it really easy to input that data into your day's uh, nutrition log. And I also like that it can scan the barcodes yes. on the packages so yes. that you get a really accurate count of what's going on. So what I started to do and what Laura started to do is create those baseline information Again, and as I enter everything in my fitness pal, I have to remind myself I'm going to enter everything I eat mm-hmm. because this is baseline information. And I'm not just going to eat so that it looks like on my fitness pal that I'm doing exactly everything correctly. Right. So when you eat the ice cream, you have to put it in. When you eat the peanut butter, you get to put it in, whatever it is, because otherwise you're not getting the most accurate information to know what kinds of changes, if needed, you need to make. So as I'm putting that information into my fitness pal, I think about, okay, so what does my balance look like? Like, how do my carbohydrates, proteins, mm-hmm. and fats balance out? How do I negotiate those so that I'm both full? My caloric intake is reasonable, and I am getting all the nutrients that I need in order to be healthy. And so I kind of took a step back because I'm someone who whether I'm training or not training, I believe that I'm not going to not have some type of sweet or dessert at the end of the day because I like that. And I've managed to really figure out how to have just the half cup that they say on the side of the ice cream. And I found that ice cream is one of those things that oftentimes instead of like a baked good, will provide a little bit of calcium, you know, fat and carbs, and then, you know, a little bit of dairy and sometimes even a little protein. And that's something that I can have. But when I was typing it in, I was still having my half cup of ice cream, but it was of a much higher calorie ice cream and higher fat. And when I was typing that in this week, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I might have been keeping true to the half cup, but it was more than I, it was kind of like more money, more nutrition money than I wanted to spend. And so I was like, nope, gonna need to go ahead and go back to my other ice cream that's just a little bit lower calories. I mean, actually, it's like 50 calories less okay. per half cup, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, and quite a few carbs and fat. And I was like, okay, well, then we're just gonna go back so that I can right. still have that sweet, but it's not gonna derail me. And being mindful about that is something that, I think sometimes I don't do if I'm just, if I'm not typing it and actually seeing the numbers come up. Yeah. So. And for me, it's like eating almonds by the fistful yeah. and not writing it down and then thinking, OK, so, you know, those 50 almonds that I ate yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I cut that to like 25 and then added like an apple or something. Right. That those adjustments are certainly helpful in the long run. So another thing that I've been working on doing is just cleaning out the refrigerator. I need to make space for all of the healthy, good foods Mm -hmm. that I want to put in there. And so that means just pulling out what I have in my refrigerator and getting rid of all those things that are spoiled or bad or not what I want in there so that I can turn around and then add in those foods that are like healthy and I can put those in the front. Yes. And And in clear containers. I think that's so important so that you can see them. I think when they're hidden in containers that are uh, opaque or in drawers even, sometimes you don't see them and then you don't go for them. And so I think if you put them in something clear, I think that's a sure win that you're going to go for it because it looks 
appealing. That's a great idea. I think when something looks appealing, you're more willing to eat it, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I have a a problem with is that I let food spoil too much. And I think that it just gets pushed back into the back of the fridge. And so I have to consciously push those foods up to the front of the fridge and maybe do the work on the front end to make sure that they're all ready to go. So all I have to do is reach in and grab them. And I really think if you kind of devote when you come home from grocery shopping and you kind of just prep those things and get it done, it can be a pain. Um, I joke with my husband. I'm like, I just wish somebody would else would come home and put the things in the containers that I like to do because I do try to do that on a weekly basis. And it does take a little bit of time. But I think when I do that, I tend to then eat those fruits and vegetables much easier than um, if I don't. So just putting a little bit of time in the front so that you can have a, um, a good week. Okay. And then another thing that I've been trying to do is at least keep a full container of water around me. I'm not a big water drinker. I don't love water. Uh, I do drink sparkling water when I can. And uh, But having that full container of water, and I have found that having a nice jug, cup, hydro flask, I don't know what it is, tin, aluminum. Something that's going to look nice. And and hold your water. And hold my water over 24 hours. Yes. If I fill my water with ice and I fill my cup with ice and then put water in it and put the lid on it and it's still icy the next day. Oh, yeah. I find that I drink it throughout that day and into the next day. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'm out. Well, I'm just going to go fill that up again. And so for me, that's been kind of like maybe it's worth it to buy something that keeps your water cold longer. Oh, um, I for definitely that agree. Yeah, I like ice cold water and I'll drink a lot of it if it's if it's got the ice in there to keep it cold. So in the crazy of May, um, we're also shoring up our nutrition. Who knew you could do multiple things at the same time? start each day intentionally. I have learned in my 47 years of life that the very beginning parts of the morning, not actually the time when I wake up, but maybe, okay, maybe an hour into my morning. Right. Because uh, right when I wake up, I'm about kind of a zombie for a few minutes. So zombie. I was going to say, if you're mindful at that moment, I'm impressed. Yeah. There's no mindfulness okay. going on. There is like, why do I have to get up right now? Yes. That's all that's okay. going on. And I really feel comfortable in this space. And would the dog just please move over to the left a little bit? So I could maybe fall back asleep for a right. few more moments. Yes. And, and then there's the negotiation of, okay. Okay, if I lay here for two more minutes because I took a shower last night. And I don't have to take one today. The, the Dove uh, dry shampoo is going to fix all of my problems. Yeah. Okay. And, yep. So after all of that and my first cup of coffee is my most highly functional time of the entire day. Ooh, tell us how that happens. Um, well, by the afternoon, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I hear you there. So by process of elimination, the morning has it. So I have decided that I'm going to set my intentions in the morning. Okay. And now the, tell us like what 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 do you mean by that? Like what what kind of intentions are you setting? It is, well, for the longest time, I had top three goals and I had a list of 20 items and half the list was my home items and half the list was my school items. Okay, so you guys can't see this, but Laura's eyes are really big and she's shaking her head like, oh my gosh, like I'm overwhelmed 
And the day is almost over. So this isn't even in my day right now. Right. So I did that for a while. And okay. My planner is full of all that fun. Yes. But I have narrowed it down to like really two main questions. Okay. Let us know what they are. What is one thing that I have to get done today? Okay. Like as in like I could get something yeah. that has to happen. Like, you know, the taxes have to get turned in. It is April 15th. <laughs> Gotcha. Right. Right. Like that is a have to okay. kind of moment. Okay. Okay. We have those moments in our lives. So yes. what is one thing that I have to get done? Okay. And then my second question is, what is one thing that is really hard that I need to work through today? Mm, that's a good one. Yes. These are oftentimes the things that I know I need to do, but um, I don't like to do. Mm-hmm. So for every day, it could be cooking dinner. Yep. But if I can I, if I can encourage all of my children to take facts, then we should be, you know, out of that game for a good, you know, four nights a week. Right. Because they're practicing their fact skills. They're going to come home. Yeah. And practice that. Right. And then my overarching question with all of those, like those are my two main questions. But then I have a third question that is kind of like my my maybe my mantra. How do I make this day the best day I can? Oh, I would think that is your mantra. I feel like that is a topic of conversation that we have frequently. And I admire you because of that. Because some days I'm just getting through. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be honest, probably a lot of days. (laughs) But I do try to think about... Especially, I try to be reflective. So on on the I go on the back side, and I think, okay, so what's something that went really well today? Mm-hmm. Um, that that maybe I didn't think was going to, and and that I can put positive light on, I guess. And so you do it at the at the beginning of the day, which I like, and I think I need to try to do that a bit more. So I think about with that best day piece. I think about the day in terms of puzzle pieces. And there are certain puzzle pieces that you have to have there. And then there are certain puzzle pieces that you put in there, right? So I have to have the work puzzle. Yes. But throughout my day at work, there are certain amount of pe- there are certain pieces that I can put in there, like the people that I choose to visit, the people that I choose to say hi to at work, the people that I choose to bring cards or flowers to if I want to, the lessons that I choose to teach. All of those things are different puzzle pieces that I can put in there. But then in the afternoon, that's real, where the real fun starts because I can puzzle piece my whole entire evening like what bonus jobs I want to work what books I want to read the exercise I want to do the friends I want to hang out with the people I choose to text or check up on okay all of those are the puzzle pieces that fill out the rest of that day and those are all the pieces that make the best day possible Ooh. okay I don't even know yeah yes yes exclamation point I think that is a great way of looking at it and um, I've never thought of it that way. So thank you for um, sharing that. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think I think our listeners are going to like that too. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll put that on Instagram and we're going to, we're going to insta that stuff that's, out. That's what I was thinking. I think that would be an amazing Canva is all the little puzzle pieces and what you, what you put on your puzzle pieces. Yeah. So. And how do you make them into your best mosaic of yourself? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll go with that. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Laura, it is now time for our weekly homework. And of course, for this homework this week is our newly designed idea 
that your day is filled with puzzle pieces. So in your notebook, you could draw a whole bunch of puzzle pieces and label each one. What is uh, like gardening or hanging out with this friend or making this particular moment do whatever certain thing you want it to do? So what are your pieces? How are you putting them together? How are you creating your life puzzle? Your best day puzzle. Your best day puzzle. Yep. Absolutely. And in the meantime... Enjoy your week. Go. Move. Breathe. Share kindness with others. You You got got this. love friends fit 40s subscribe to our podcast leave a review and share the podcast with your friends tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work also follow us on instagram feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments we'd love to hear from you